0: Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It was a busy week for the Seahawks, and, and maybe they aren't even quite done yet, but a lot of news on the defensive line, and so I'm bringing on John Fraley from Field Goals to talk about the news for the Seahawks. John, it, uh, it's been a week of news, and we have this website where it it compiles all the Seahawks news. I feel like we should talk
1: about it. It, you know you say that they're not done and they better not be done because they still have a couple more things to do but they have done everything that we needed them to do early on including not trading russell wilson which was uh maybe their uh, best uh, move if you know if they <laughs> are being honest smart, right <laughs> <laughs> did i say a smart move sometimes the best moves are the ones you don't make i mean uh I'm having a hard all time
0: that. trying to decide, though, if I want to talk Seahawks or if I want to ask you if you got to see the
1: flying balls of flames over <sighs> Seattle this evening. We have to spend a minute on this. Like that's like Elon Musk's rocket, like debris or something is what it ended up being, at least according to the official story. That's the
0: official story.
1: Uh huh. We all know it's UFOs. First of all, that's number one. We we need to establish that right off the bat. It's UFOs. Right. I don't care what the people say.
0: Don't be alarmed. We aren't alone. I well, see. I'm worried about the UFO thing, but in this past week, I've watched the movie Rampage and I've watched the movie World War Z. So I, I I'm kind of leaning toward the start of the zombie apocalypse. But I'm really hoping for three uh, animals that grow to large sizes and and maybe take out a city. Not Seattle, but I don't know. We'll just pick one. San Francisco. <laughs>
1: Just pick it. Wait, actually, the Seahawks have been demolishing San Francisco okay. in free agency, so that's perfect. We've done a great job of that so far. Or
0: we can send them to Glendale for uh, signing Malcolm Butler because they need to be destroyed for that.
1: The Seahawks owned the uh, Cardinals on Twitter for that one, too. They said, oh, look at all the Cardinals in the Super Bowl on that day. Right. <laughs> that was, <laughs> uh, you know, I, there's something, so social media is like, I should probably watch my language. Social media is a—it's a cesspool, but there are moments. <laughs> there's some there's some good moments,
0: and that's what you that's what you hope to be there for.
1: When a couple of teams are talking some smack at each other, those are moments. That's I just
0: want doing. I want the Seahawks to sign Super Bowl MVP Santonio Holmes. Now I know it's been twelve <laughs> years since he caught the game winning <laughs> touchdown. I, I, I know he's like 37, but just bring him back for the season. If he only plays in the games against the Cardinals, that's fine.
1: Let's just sign Larry Fitzgerald. Come on. We need a wide receiver three. It's on the list. Supposedly he's retired. No, 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 no. He has, he has retired, right? I'm not I like, no,
0: they signed AJ that. green. That suggests that he's retired,
1: but. Okay. Well then actually this is all a ploy to get him to Seattle. Oh, I would love Fitz as the wide receiver three. He doesn't even need to catch more than like twenty balls. That's all. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we, those are future moves that we're hoping for. Let's talk about the moves that they that they have made. Whatever. Who
1: cares about the moves that we made? The biggest news on
0: Thursday is that Carlos Dunlap has re-signed with the Seahawks. Two years, a deal, reportedly sixteen and a half million, mm-hmm. eight and but, a half million guaranteed. That's the only number that matters, right? And yeah, because we see all these void years and some weird numbers and that's that's important but one year eight and a half that's better for the organization not necessarily for carlos dunlap uh, than the one year 14 million that he was set to make
1: it's another really great move by john schneider who appears to know what the market is going to be and of course he's helped out by the cap being a little bit lower this year so people are reluctant to spend on a uh, older defensive end but i mean if you told me that You were going to sign Carlos Dunlap, like let him play out the last year at fourteen million. I would have been perfectly happy. Absolutely, he was was a he was a game changer when he was in there. And defensive ends are hard to find, and pass rush is important. But now you're telling me we're just going to pay him eight five? Okay, that makes me feel a lot better because it's such a win. This week of news, John,
0: was it? It felt like kind of a tease because you had the Benson Mayo signing. Uh-huh. or re-signing so he's coming back to the team and you're thinking okay well that's nice but that's not the name that i really want to hear and mm-hmm. then you hear Kerry Hyder coming to seattle and you see it three years 18 million dollar deal initially reported and you're like oh gosh that's that's a lot and then you start to see the numbers that are coming out afterward yeah it's, it's and you're less. like that's not dunlap either
1: but it's a nice move i am so glad that Hyder is the second defensive end maybe third when it's all said and done right but he was basically the top-performing defensive end for the Niners once they lost Bosa. Bosa and, getting...
0: and Solomon Thomas,
1: right? And... That's right. Oh, Solomon Thomas is overrated, but that's a different, that's a different story for another day. Yeah. Um, to take someone from the Niners, first of all, feels great. The guy who led them in sacks, eight and a half last year. And if he only has to be defensive end two on the team, then you are doing good, maybe even three, depending on whoever, depending if Mayo uh, Mayo pops again, depending if Daryl Taylor, who is a great unknown on the team, I am so I can't even express how excited I am about the Seahawks pass rush right now. I think they are set up in the short term, right? Because Dunlap is old, but they are really set up. I haven't been quite so excited
0: about the defensive line since twenty seventeen, when uh, you, know, you had have- Richardson. Yeah, Sheldon Richardson. You had Michael Bennett going into that season. Cliff Averill was going into that season. Now oh, there were a lot of things that happened during that season. I, you had uh, Jaron Reed in 2017 too, oh, and right. Jaron Reed is the one we got to get news. Jaren Reed if, yeah, yeah. We could talk about that now because the tweet okay, do it. the 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 tweet today it made it sound ominous that we would get news on Friday that Jaron Reed will either be cut
1: or perhaps traded are they going to do the raiders offensive lineman move it, it kind is of that, feels doesn't it feel like, like that was the move like this is it, happening people yep it feels it feels like they whatever they don't want to pay him they don't feel like he's worth the money long term i understand that uh someone will pay him i think someone will be interested in interior everyone loves interior pass rush i think someone will sign him Get that put, Give him that extension that he wants, which the Seahawks weren't willing. And the Seahawks get what? Like a fifth-round draft pick out of it? Okay, that's not great. But, I mean, Chris Carson was a seventh-round draft pick. K.J. Wright was a sixth-round draft pick. ha See how I segued us right into, <laughs> right into K.J. Wright? See how I did that? See how I did that? That kind
0: of feels like the next bit of news that we should get right. It does. It does. What do you think? What do you think?
1: K.J. Wright coming back or not?
0: Well... So Clinton and I, we did a show a few weeks back and we were talking Mm -hmm. about the guys who would potentially be cut. And Carlos Dunlap was one of those guys that, like you said at the beginning, at 14 million, he just we weren't willing to cut him. But one of the names on the list that we discussed was Jaron Reed. And the thought was that if you get rid of Jaron Reed or or one of the the other guys that we suggested that they could potentially move on from that, Mm -hmm. you have to for one, you'd have to be bringing Carlos Dunlap back and for sure. you would have to be bringing KJ Wright back because that just, it feels right.
1: Oh, it feels right. But <laughs> Oh, you know, what made the Patriots so great of course last decade was moving on from guys like KJ, Wright. I don't want, I want to keep him by the way. I think he should say he should be a Seahawk for life, but you know what made the Patriots great was they were always willing to move on from those guys who were a little bit too old.
0: They were, but I don't know. I don't know if KJ's there yet, is I the know, thing. I he know, just had know, such a good season last year, and we just saw Thomas Davis retire. And I, I keep pointing back to the fact, John, that Thomas Davis was drafted the same year as Lofa Tatupu. And Lofa's been out of the league for how long? And Thomas Davis just retires oh. this year. So I'm thinking, you know, KJ oh. came like six years after Lofa.
1: He could he could do it. I see here's the thing that I wrote last week. Is that, or, or earlier this week, is you could not pay me enough to make the K.J. Wright decision. I just don't know. Right. I just don't know what to do with that. And I'm really glad that John Schneider <laughs> instead of John Fraley is making the decision on what to do with that guy because on a, an emotional level, I could not stand to watch him play for like the Packers or something. Oh, seeing him in a Packer uniform would would make me puke. I am yeah. this is not hyperbole. I actually would, I would, I would turn on the TV on Sunday. I would see him in a Packer uniform. I would probably just have to rush to the toilet. That's, well, that's what would happen right there.
0: I I agree with you. And I don't even want to go down this, <laughs> this, or this rabbit hole of all the teams that would make me throw up to see KJ Wright playing for. I, I,
1: I don't, it's I'm not ready list. to have that conversation, John. It's every NFC team. There's some NFC ones that I can think about too. Except for me, the Cardinals, who are destined to go 8-8 eight and eight every year. Eight Or 8-8-1, eight, eight perhaps. 8-8-1? Eight, eight <laughs> right. Yeah, if we have a
0: 17-game schedule, they have, to, they have to find a way to go 500.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Well, eight a 17-game schedule is way better than the 16-game schedule because we're going to watch a game that counts in place of a game that doesn't count. That, to me, is good news. Because I think they're going to run a 3 three-game preseason, which I think makes a lot more sense. Four games was never the right amount, in my opinion. Right. And uh, they were never going to back off from 20 sold games. So if you're going to do 17-3 and rather than 16-4, and I'll take it. I love it. I want a game that counts over one that doesn't.
0: Well, John, let's take a quick break. Coming up next, I want to talk a little bit about – I, I don't think I'm done talking about KJ. I don't want to talk about no, the teams no, no, that no. he might play we for, but I, 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 I do want to go back to this. And also there was a lot of movement on the defensive line, but there was some movement on the offensive line too. We're going to talk about that coming up next. Talking to John Fraley, contributor at field goals. And we are talking about all of the movement on the defensive line. There was also some movement on the offensive line. I said we're going to talk KJ. Let's go here first. Cedric Abuehi coming back as the backup swing tackle for the Seahawks.
1: Underrated backup tackle. I think I think he can hold his own. I think you don't want him starting 16 games, but I think if he has to start three or four or five, I think you're not in bad shape. You saw him give up only, and I uh, saw this on Twitter, so uh, it's obviously It, must, it, it was, true. was true. It has to be uh-huh. true. They, whoever posted only, it fact-checked only- it. They only let you post true things on Twitter. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever been on that That site. That feels correct
0: when you say that out loud.
1: Just one pressure, one QB hit in the last three games. Yeah. Um, The guy can come in and he can fill in for three or four games at a time. And those kinds of guys are valuable.
0: And tell me another name on the offensive line randomly that you know off the top of your head of a guy who could be that backup tackle with... And hopefully he's not, you know, hopefully they're not paying him, you know, something crazy like George Fant money to come back and, and play that position. But I I have some trust still in John Schneider that that was a reasonable contract that he's paying him.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen any money, but I imagine, I mean, usually when tackle. they don't report it, it's probably not that big of a number. Backup tackles usually make the same amount of money, one or two million, maybe yeah. three, you know, right. If they're lucky. No, probably
0: not as so. much
1: as the starting fullback. <laughs> At least we're not giving him juice check money.
0: That's true. Which but is he like, is, I did see that he's top four uh for fullbacks in the NFL. Belor is. is,
1: yeah. Okay, good for him. You know what? Special teams matter. It and that does. guy is a beast. That guy's a beast on special teams. And I don't care what people say. Pete Carroll knows that special teams matter. And this reminds an me. Arts. This
0: reminds me. Corbin Smith okay, he go, put, go, go, he go, posted go. the uh the projected opening day roster on Twitter. And a lot of people are giving Corbin a hard time because the Seahawks offense was backed up on the five yard line. And I wanted to tell people that was because Michael Dixon coffin cornered that punt and, and backed him up because, you know, the special teams wasn't listed. It was Seahawks offense and defense. And so I, I think that was Corbin's nod to Michael Dixon.
1: I, uh, I think the special teams were a big part of why the Seahawks went 12 and four last year. You had um, and won the division. The Seahawks won the frickin' division last year. People forget this. I would like to say this one more time. The defending NFC West champions are the Seattle Seahawks. They went 12-4 and last year. Yes, they lost in the playoffs. Wah. Sorry, you lose in the playoffs sometimes. It's the playoffs. They played poorly. Yeah, they laid an egg. Okay, I hate it too. But they think- won the freaking division. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Do you
0: think that that's an important perspective for some fans to have when they look at a lot of these moves and say, what are the Seahawks doing? All they're really doing is bringing back a lot of the same guys that they had last year. Where is the improvement?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Like all they're doing is just kind of staying pat at 12 and four. You know what? I every year give me 12 and four every year. I'll take it. I mean, it sucks that the 12 and four won't likely get you a buy but 12 and four is good. (laughs) Winning the division is good. You're going to win those playoff games most often.
0: Yeah, it was good Uh, for top three in the NFC last year. And it wins you a division that's tough, especially with what the Rams have been doing in the offseason, what the 49ers, I think the toughest thing to... 49ers
1: have given us all their good players, including Richard Sherman, but we should not talk about Richard Sherman yet. We should save that for another pot.
0: We don't want to jinx that one. Should Uh, we go back to KJ Wright? He's, he's he's coming here. Let's jinx
1: it. He's coming here. He's coming back. He's coming back to Seattle. You know we need another cornerback. You know he's doing it.
0: But let's talk not talk about that. Which which move <laughs> do you want more? Richard Sherman oh, resigning or KJ
1: Wright resigning? I want KJ. I want KJ back. Okay, but I said that quickly. But Sherman is a close second. I mean, where's positional value, John Fraley, in this argument? Uh huh. Right, like linebackers, not so much with the positional value, but I mean KJ had a special year last year. He was he was not as good as he's ever been, but that was maybe like his second, in my opinion, that was like maybe a second or third best season.
0: Whereas Sherman, you feel like the end is closer, right?
1: <laughs> Sherman, you got like one. I think you can squeeze one more year out of him. I think I think you can do it. And why not do it here? Why not do it here?
0: I think the the good news for KJ, for for him resigning back in Seattle is just this. This trend that we're seeing of, okay, Carson went out and tested the market. It wasn't as good as he thought it was going to be. Now he's coming back. Carlos Dunlap. Such a great deal for the Seahawks. It's a really good deal for the Seahawks uh, because like you pointed out in your article, you want good running backs, not bad ones. And Chris Carson's Even one of the good ones. Even though they don't
1: matter that much, it's good to have good ones.
0: Right. <laughs> I feel like that is the, the bridge argument that uh, the running backs matter and the running backs don't matter. Crew can kind of get around is that mm-hmm. okay, they maybe don't matter much, but you want a good one. That's mm-hmm. the middle ground. That's my brand. <laughs> <laughs> so we've seen that a couple of players now test the market, find out okay, with 2021, the reduced salary cap, not that great. Now they're coming back to Seattle. I, I feel like that's good news for KJ Wright returning.
1: I think so, but
0: don't get my hopes up, man. Not everything can go right. I didn't think I was going to get Carlos Dunlap news this week, and now I'm I'm fired up, and that's I really am. That to me, it seemed like the move that they they needed to make to have yes. a solid defensive line. I I just don't know. Are you are you comfortable enough with whoever they can find to fill in at the Jaron Reed spot, whether it's somebody on the team,
1: Absolutely. whether Absolutely. it's adventure. Puna Puna Ford? Okay, Puna Ford. I am high on Puna Ford. I mean, he's kind of a—he's a trendy guy. Everybody likes him, but I—but I like him anyway. <laughs> even though—even though it's trendy, uh, he just has is such an incredible motor. You remember how? What made the 2012 and 2013 Seahawks part of what made them so great? Like on a non-measurable level, on an intangible level, they had so many guys with chips on their shoulder, and I think that's a puna thing. I think he for his for how short he is, for how people did undrafted? He was undrafted, right?
0: Puna Ford undrafted, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I think you got to have those guys on your team that have the chips on their shoulder. And he's one that really personifies that.
0: Kerry Hyder Carrie Hyder he provides that element too. And I know I I've seen people drawing comparisons to Michael Bennett and I'm like really come on mm, now mm, mm, mm. but that's just over that's too optimistic for me it's a it feels optimistic but when you look at his career progression out Michael Bennett he was just coming to the end of his four years with Tampa when he came back to Seattle he, he was in Seattle as an undrafted free agent I know but Hyder's had some injury years in there too and so he's a he's a little bit farther down the road but Michael Bennett he hit what was it nine sacks, I think, in that last season in Tampa? And he was kind of mm-hmm. you you had that you were wondering, okay, is that just a you know, a a one off type thing? It turned out with Michael Bennett that it wasn't. And I I just don't know with Hyder. It feels more like it is in his situation versus Michael
1: Bennett. Yeah, I just don't want to compare anybody to Michael Bennett. I just I just respect him too much for that. I think he was too special of a lineman. If you want a guy who can bounce inside and outside, yes, Pete definitely wants it. He's been searching for the Michael Bennett replacement ever since they traded him away stupidly. I mean, this is I'm gonna I'm gonna be mad at John Schneider forever for trading Michael Bennett for a fifth. That is un that is unforgivable. Have but you take it but for, you're gonna
0: take a fifth for Reed at this point. <laughs> Look, they're different people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh I think that uh, I think that if you can get somebody who approximates Michael Bennett, then you know you've done a really good job. And maybe Hydra is that, I guess.
0: Yeah, for, for the I'm, depth, and you know, we mentioned the initial contract being three years, 18 million. It turns out it's more like a two-year contract, six and a half. Yep. It's and that such is a good like contract. a perfect depth signing.
1: Oh. The guaranteed money is all that matters. And the Seahawks have just been crushing it. On contracts that are low on guaranteed money. I feel almost bad for the players.
0: <laughs> One thing before we get out of here, though, and sure. I'm, it's kind of curious to me, is that they had the opportunity, likely, to restructure Bobby Wagner, restructure Russell Wilson. They choose to cut a player on the defensive line that, when you include the regular season in the playoffs, had over
1: eight sacks. I'm just not sure that they want Jaron Reed here long term. If or they, they wanted, wanted to do...
0: him here long term at a certain number and he didn't want to go to that number. And
1: now actually, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on board with that, too. Yeah, I think both of those things are totally possible. You know, Schneider still has got one one more big trade in him, right? Does right? he like that's how that's how he works, right? Like there's some big time receiver coming or something like that.
0: And we're just not going to do the draft this year.
1: <laughs> draft no, I mean, is like...
0: overrated. Let the 49ers <laughs> draft all the draft picks. Oh
1: my God! We only have a two, a four, and a seven. Just I think send it's six, them all. It's six yeah, or a seven. it doesn't matter. You have to talk to John Gilbert about that. He's the one who he's the know-it-all. Yeah, who 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 knows it all? And he says seven. So okay. I'm going to just go with him until proven incorrect.
0: Let's go with that. Six or seven doesn't matter.
1: Right, right, right. right. But so it's probably fours. a
0: six. I'm probably right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me say "lol" even though I just did "lol." Uh. I think you could trade all, all three of those for a receiver, and you're good. Okay. There and then have. no drop. <laughs> 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 can you imagine? Take that, <laughs> take that weekend imagine? off. Yeah. <laughs> this, thank you, John. No, you know, and you know, instead he's going to turn those three picks into eight. Somehow, right? Well, Jaron Reed's going to become a fifth. I mean, you can just quote me on that right now. Okay. He's going to, he's going to trade, he's going to flip him for a fifth. So we have two, four, five, seven. And you trade the two back for two threes, and then you're set. Well, John, I will let you go
0: so you can w- get working on that pre-write for FieldGoals.com <laughs> on how Jaren Reed <laughs> has been traded for a fifth, because you've already put it down; it's in the books. And what do you say? We get on out of here. I I do want to promote though Friday evening if you want to uh, hang out with us. This goes. This you're welcome to this, to this too, John. i oh, yeah. but, uh, th- To all the listeners too, Clinton and I are going to be doing three in three out live via locker room. So. Uh, lockerroom.app okay. and you can follow me at Seahawkra and you can get notified when we go live and we are shooting for 5 30 p.m pacific time john i really want to thank you for coming on and uh talking a little bit of carlos dunlap and defensive
1: line oh, so excited what a great day this was for the seahawks
0: look for john's work up at fieldgoals.com and until next time go hawks